0: Hello, I'm Sean Eckford, one of the directors here at the Sunshine Coast Festival of the Written Arts. I also produce our daily festival podcasts, and every year with about a month to go until opening day, I sit down with festival producer Jane Davidson for a little preview about what's coming up. Here is our preview for 2019. So I'm joined now by Jane Davidson, producer of the Sunshine Coast Festival of the Written Arts. And as has been our tradition over the last couple of years, we get together when we're about a month from go time. And I always like to ask Jane, is it chaotic? Is everything working? Are we organized? <laughs>
1: um, we are where we should be. I, 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 uh, this time last year, we had uh, just lost two writers scheduled for the twenty nineteen for the for the twenty eighteen festival. So uh, this year, I am not dealing with that situation. So it feels a lot calmer for me this year. Everything is unfolding as it should. Ticket sales are strong. We're really happy about that. We're, ha- we're thrilled about the lineup. And um, I hasten to add that there are lots of tickets to most events still available.
0: As of today, however, there are five, by my count, where there are none available, and they are?
1: They are our events number seven and eight. Elizabeth Hay and Terry Fallas, Eden Robinson and Peter Robinson and Lee Miracle. Events 13, 14, and 15 on, uh, on the Saturday are sold out. Soon to go will be the opening night event with Richard Van Camp and our final event with the Catherine Penfold Trio.
0: In terms of actually what's going to happen at the festival, I wanted to start a little bit by talking about one of the technical things we're trying this year, because it's something that the festival's wanted to get into for a while, and as my understanding, the notion of having captioning in part comes from one of our authors. Absolutely. Adam Pottle, who will be um, the
1: first event on Friday morning, is deaf, and he is um, a wonderful writer. He's also an advocate uh, and an activist for the um, deaf community and the people who are disabled in a variety of ways. Uh, He is the inspiration for us to embark on this process of providing at the festival for all events, with the exception of the closing night musical concert, real-time captioning. What that means is there will be an actual person, the same person for all 20 events, so everybody has to be really kind to her. (laughs) She is going to need TLC. Um, Her name is Catherine Siegler, and she is a real-time captionist coming to stay with us from Vancouver, and she will be providing real-time captioning. She will capture what is being said on the stage as our authors speak, and the words will be converted Speech to text and on a screen at the front of the at the front of the pavilion, it's an ambitious undertaking. We've been talking to Catherine, and I have to, I have to give a huge shout out right now to our technical director Peter Leitz, who when I told him about this, and. He's had the same response now that he started working on it is, ooh, I like a challenge. <laughs> but his re- we're going to, he, he is adamant we are going to make this happen. And I can't tell you what a relief and a joy it is to work with somebody who has that kind of spirit. I'm really excited because it makes possible the inclusion of deaf people at our festival and it will enhance the experience for people who are hard of hearing. Catherine tells me as well that it will make a lot of difference to people who may have cognitive challenges. It will improve the experience for so many people that don't even anticipate that it might.
0: Part of the support for this is coming from uh, our partners at the Community
1: Oh, absolutely. We received a grant to support real-time captioning at the festival and we're calling it a pilot project. But the festival board and I believe this is the way forward. We want to be an accessible and inclusive event. And this is something that we will continue to um, provide in years to come, thanks to uh, the earnings that we are starting to generate from our own endowment fundraising campaign.
0: So let's do the other traditional thing we do, which is talk a little bit about the Sunshine Coast content, because to be honest, my favorite Sunshine Coast content story this year is actually not necessarily an author, but the cover of a book.
1: The cover of a book. <laughs> I know. That would be uh, Chop Suey Nation, written by Anhui, Hui. And... This book is published by Sunshine Coast-based publisher Douglas and McIntyre, and they engaged the services of Christina Simons, a local writer and photographer, to create the cover artwork for the book. She took a photograph at Golden City on uh, Wharf Avenue in Sechelt, and that is the cover of a book that is now going into its third printing. It's been wildly successful. So... It, it, there, there, there is that interesting local connection.
0: It is going to be kind of fun to see if uh, during our, our lunch break people go and just hold up the book and say, "I'd like to order this." <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> we should
0: prepare the folks. Yeah, at Golden yeah. I'm City actually going that. to pay them a visit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, our, our closing act, Catherine Penfold. Is, Catherine uh, Penfold
1: is local, and she will be here with uh, two other musicians. I just saw her recently at the Gibson's Landing Jazz Festival, and she is a remarkable artist. And um, that that's going to. Be be a beautiful way to end the evening. The other local content, we have a little bit more. uh, Alicia Elliott, um, and I'll speak more about uh, Alicia later, but she's going to be on stage in conversation with Daniel Heath Justice, an Indigenous scholar, and um, that's going to be quite an event. And then, of course, we have Dr. Michael Klein, who will be on stage with his son, Seth Klein, talking about his life in medicine, as well as a family whose commitment to social justice is quite remarkable.
0: Interesting that that you should bring up Alicia Elliott Mm -hmm. as well, because I I like an author with a strong Twitter game. (laughs) Do you follow Alicia? I do. Okay. Um, But I was thinking, we have um, Lee Maracle, who will be doing the Bruce Hutchinson Memorial Lecture. I can't help but thinking that Alicia is almost... The millennial generation's Lee Miracle in a lot of ways. That, in terms struck, of being, that struck
1: me as well. What both women share is uh, a passion f- for justice. They are incredibly smart and articulate and informed.
0: So let's start with what Lee will be doing at the Bruce Hutchinson Memorial Lecture. Her, her latest book is Conversations with Canadians. That's So right. in a way, she's having a big conversation she's having, with a bunch of us. She's
1: having a big conversation, and I... Can't really tell you what she will be saying on our stage. What My only directive to the Hutchison lecturer uh, is, um, I told Lee that I was inspired by her book, Conversations with Canadians, to invite her to do the lecture. These are, um, the book is based on questions she has received at events like ours over the years. And so this is, uh, this is her chance to provide longer, more thoughtful responses. An opportunity for the author to speak to the spirit of Canada, however they interpret that phase. It's their perspective on what's happening in Canada right now. If you if you're on Twitter, Sean, <laughs> you know that Indigenous voices are really strong, and um, we need voices like Lee Miracle in this in this country.
0: I am sort of putting aside Alicia's book. to to digest last, because Mm -hmm. from what I've seen diving into it already a little bit, this is is, uh, going to be a tough read for a lot of us, especially those of us from settler backgrounds, but well worth it.
1: Absolutely worth it. This is a series of essays. I first became aware of Alicia on Twitter. (laughs) And this was back, um, you know, a couple of years ago when um, there was quite a controversial exploration of Joseph Boyden's Indigenous identity. I was struck then um, by Alicia's presence on Twitter, but that led me to search her out. She has since been published in the Globe and Mail, Maclean's Magazine, a variety of of journals. She speaks um, difficult and challenging truths But I, too, think her voice is incredibly important right now. And the other thing I will say about Alicia is she is a gifted writer. When it comes to the craft, when it comes to the skill, she is uh, one of the finest writers in Canada right now. Now, this is a first-time book, a a first-time published book, and she's on the Canadian bestseller list.
0: Well known as an essayist in other forums up to now as well, of course. which is uh, Why I think... uh, the Twitter format seems to to fit for people who are good essay writers. That's <laughs> right, little
1: miniature essays. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm really excited about Alicia. I want to see a full house. I have made tickets available to um, a lot of people in the community. Anybody who's curious about what Alicia has to say and um, wants to attend. And quite frankly, if you can't afford the price of a ticket, give me a call. I want to see that house full.
0: I want to turn now from one of the authors making her first appearance here at the festival to a fellow we've seen before and it's just sometimes amazing the longevity that some people manage to have in their career especially if they write about a single character but that always happens mm-hmm. with mysteries and police procedures. I know procedures. where you're going. <laughs> Peter Robinson. Peter
1: Robinson. This is festival number 13 for me. Peter Robinson was a favorite when I came uh, back in 2007. His newest book is actually coming out two months after our festival, but there is such an incredible body of work for um, uh, readers to access. He, uh, Inspector Banks is infamous uh Peter Robinson himself is quite in- infamous in in the sense that he has been published worldwide in many 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 languages he also happens to be just a really lovely approachable friendly person he loves this festival and i'm i'm so thrilled to have him back
0: and oddly enough, like a lot of Canadian writers in this genre, sets his stories in other countries. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I also have to ask you about uh, whether it was deliberate or, or a programming quirk, how you decided that really... What you needed to lead into Peter Robinson was the other Robinson coming to the festival, <laughs> Eden Robinson.
1: Well, there's a dinner break between them, oh, so it wasn't really... <laughs> you didn't just put all the Robinsons no, in one No, I did then. not put the Robinsons together. There's Eden is our last uh, event on Saturday afternoon. She's, again, she's a festival favorite and a favorite of mine. She's been declining invitations um, in the summertime because she... She's very disciplined about, nope, I have to write. And uh, so I, I totally respect that. But when I got a, an email from her publicist, oh, about 18 months ago, saying she would, she would be willing to come for 2019, I said, done, signed. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now to make sure that she does come? So she'll be back. If you hear loud, wild peals of laughter on the festival site, that's Eden.
0: I was going to say, famous for her laugh. Famous for her laugh,
1: absolutely.
0: Now, this is another strong year. We've talked about Alicia Elliott, Eden Robinson, for Indigenous writers as well here at the festival.
1: That's right. It's important to me personally because we are working here and presenting a festival in Shishal Suia. This is the traditional homeland of the Seashell people. In a time of reconciliation, I feel it's really important that we hear Indigenous voices at this festival uh, when
0: we can. Now I'm looking at my countdown timer and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we've, we've talked a long time and we still haven't got around to new voices, which is a feature at the festival. I always want to make sure I squeak into our preview Thank you. interview. I, I appreciate it. So tell me that. about this year's new voices.
1: This uh, year's um, new voices are Lindsay Wong and Nazanin Hozart. Now, these two women have published books in the last year that have they've done very, very well. Lindsay was a, um, on the short list for the Canada Reads Competition, quite an achievement for a first-time novelist. And Nazanin's book, Aria, is currently on the uh, Canadian bestseller list. It just came out in June. So she's um, she's taken a... Uh, her first step has been a bit of a pole vault.
0: So the other thing that, that I do, because I'd love to put you on the spot... Oh, great. Thank is, you so
1: much. I enjoy that.
0: <laughs> it, it is to get you to um, suggest someone that... Maybe people haven't heard about as much, but they really should take in if they have a chance. Someone who's oh, right. who's going to be that sort of uh, dark horse standout. That, oh,
1: to... <laughs> that is hard. I know. That's it's your a favorite real... question. No, every it's year. so not. It's so not. It's like it's like asking me to name my favorite kid. I don't know.
0: <laughs> um, every mother has one. They just don't admit.
1: <laughs> <abuse. laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm, I'm going to go back to Alicia. There's Yasuko Tan mm-hmm. um, on Saturday afternoon has an amazing story, and she has come through a lot in her life, and she is such a well-respected and beautiful writer. And then um, that's, that's a toughie. That's a a real toughie. I'm really, really, really proud of this lineup. I think it truly reflects the diversity of the, the writing that is happening in the country right now. And I do hear the comment again and again, I don't know many of these names, at first, I was kind of defensive and sensitive about that, but now it's like, well, that's a great thing because here's your opportunity yep, to discover somebody new. Them, right? And this is how you discover them. And I'm so grateful to the festival audience because they've ta- they're have they taking the ride with us. Um, our attendance is, is doing really well, and our audience seems quite open to all of these new possibilities. That, for me, is the most important thing about this festival is just... Come and, and, and walk into the unexpected and um, every year, every year we hear that somebody's personal highlight was somebody that they discovered here.
0: I want to close by talking about the poets because we always make space every year at the festival mm-hmm. for poetry and I know that's a highlight for a lot of people and it's, it's inter- as, as you were talking about, it, it's sort of people who maybe aren't thinking poetry will be wandering through the Rockwood Garden And hear this conversation going on and think, suddenly I'm going to pick up a book of poetry. Yeah. So tell me about Chantal Gibson and Chalene Knight.
1: Chantal Gibson will be on stage with uh, Chalene Knight. These are two women of color who have taken literary forms and bent them manipulated them. Chalene's book won the um, Vancouver Book Award and it's called Dear Current Occupant and it is a book that explores the idea of home and belonging. So she writes letters to the cur- current occupants of her former residences in the downtown east side where she grew up. And Chantelle Gibson's book, How She Read, is a collection of poems that um, looks at blackness, womanhood betrayal, and freedom. Um, The two of them together are going to be powerful and dynamic. They both have um, images in their books that they're incorporating into their uh, presentation at the festival. I honestly don't quite know what to expect, but I know that they're collaborating and they're communicating and they're close. Um, I think it will be fascinating.
0: Jane, that's about all the time we've we've got. I know we haven't been able to squeeze everything in, but always the message uh, we end on in these interviews every year is there's still plenty of spaces available at all sorts of performances. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. The majority of events have tickets to sell. Um, so we're, we're here. Um, come and check it out. If you haven't been here before and you're a Sunshine Coaster, c- come and check it out. Even... I would suggest if you're wondering what it's all about, you can walk through the Rockwood Garden, you can buy a cup of tea or a glass of wine, you can just sit and take in the atmosphere. You don't even have to buy a ticket. So don't be shy.
0: All that's left then now is to hope the weather cooperates, which it almost always does. It almost always
1: does, yeah. And, you know, it's one of those seasons that if we get a little bit of rain, we're all going to be thankful for it anyway. And we'll manage.
0: And there's a roof on the pavilion. There's
1: a roof on the pavilion, (laughs) absolutely.
0: Jane, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Sean.
0: If you'd like some more information about ticket sales, our festival venue, who's performing this year, it's all at writersfestival.ca. And of course, we will have our daily festival podcasts starting on the first full day of this year's festival.